And we are back. My name is Jack and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 87. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of November. And the title of today's episode is Designing App Architecture. So I had a pretty good day. I had a good sleep, woke up relatively early, went for a morning coffee and then went to do my gym session with my personal trainer who absolutely smashed me and it felt incredible. And after that, I just felt like I had to eat some really good food. So I went to my favorite fitness foods cafe and I ordered my favorite healthy food meal, which is just a combination of eggs, chicken breast, mushrooms, avocado, lime juice, and they also had some pumpkin soup in the discount fridge. So I had some pumpkin soup as well. Which brings me to Jack's hack. I'm just changing things up today. Jack's hack early on in the episode is 80-20 approach to eating. My trainer actually told me that you should adopt an 80-20 approach to eating where you, and I kind of already knew this, but it's good to hear it anyway, where you 80% of your meals are basically the same goddamn healthy thing. <laughs> it's healthy and it's the same and you just you just repeat that. Similar to how to get really good progress in the gym, rather than just doing different things every single time, it's better to learn how to do an exercise properly and then master it over a period of three to four weeks and progressively overload yourself so that you're getting better and better at that one exercise, which is it's a really good way to progress faster. Similar thing with your food. You basically find the best food and you adopt a, an approach to eating that has you eating pretty much the same thing 80% of the time. And then the 20% is the buffer where you can eat whatever you feel like. And oftentimes you don't even get to choose that. Life just chooses it for you. So it's a really great split of discipline versus flexibility. I also added a little bit to this hack, which is that you should find a way to make your healthy food hit around 80% of your flavor satisfaction. So it, it can be difficult to make really healthy food just really hit those flavor buds to 100%, the same that eating like a cake or uh, a waffle or something like that would really hit those flavor sensations that you really love. Really difficult to match that with incredibly healthy food. But you can get like 80%. And if you can get 80%, then it's, you'll be pretty satisfied after every meal and you'll feel great. And over time, you'll learn to love the feeling that you get from eating that healthy food. Top tip, lime juice. Get lime juice. That, that goes well with almost everything. I squeeze it all over my food and I always ask for extra lime and it's, it's amazing. Anyway, back to the title, Designing App Architecture. So today, the thing I worked on is looking at the design of the app architecture from a high level as it is a content-based app. So previous, previous to this, Handstander was not really a, a, a content-based app where we would ship the app bundle with a whole bunch of audio, vi video, or image content. And so I didn't really have to think too much about um, bundle size in, with Handstander because I knew that if we're going to be utilizing a lot of you know, content sharing, that that would just be taken care of on a server. In this case, I'm, I'm sort of wanting to avoid having to do a huge backend server architecture build out as I think it's possible to avoid and that will dramatically reduce the complexity of the app. But that means that I have to be ultra 
conscious and efficient about the bundle size. So the, the app will have audio content and it will have video content, videos explaining um, how to do the different practices in less than, less than 60 seconds. And the audio content is the, the practices themselves. So I have, uh, I've been looking into that today and I've learned some interesting things. Number one, that there is a 200 megabyte binary threshold. It's not that you can't have more than an app that's more than 200 megabytes. You can, you can have up to four gigabytes and maximum of 60 megabytes for a single executable, executable file, which is probably more than anyone would ever need. Maximum four gigabytes is shippable and maximum, yeah. But 200 megabytes is a threshold for allowing users to automatically download apps from the app store over their cellular connection. If they, and it's an optional thing, you can turn it off if you have unlimited data and you don't really care, but it's on by default. And so a lot of users have it on by default. And if your app size is more than 200 megabytes and they're not connected to Wi-Fi, then they have to go into the settings or connect to Wi-Fi. So it's really good. It's not like a deal breaker, but it's really good if you can get your binary under 200 megabytes. So now I'm thinking in terms of data budgeting and if we can actually get it under 200 megabytes. I learned from looking at the open source files of the Unwrap app, because the Unwrap app actually uses video and it ships in the binary. Um, I didn't think it did because the Unwrap app is only like 80 megabytes in total size, but it actually has over uh, one hour, 40 minutes of video that it ships with. And this really shocked me because I, I had a feeling that that video might actually be on a server somewhere, I wasn't sure, so I thought I'd check out the open source files and have a look. And it turns out that no, they've just, the, the, the creator, Paul, has really just optimized how, how big the video files are. They're all MP4 formats, they're all around one minute long, and they're only half a megabyte, which blows my mind. Blows my mind. 100 videos is around 50 megabytes. So that gave me a lot of hope that we can, we can probably hit that 200 megabyte data budget limit even with all the video explanations and educational content. I learned that Duolingo, I was curious for a while and I had it in my to-do list to go and figure this out. How, how does Duolingo do their animations? Because they have the most fluid, crisp um, animations that, you know, like high, um, high frame rate animations in, in all of their apps on iOS, Android, and on the web. And I was really curious how they implemented this, this animation architecture. And it turns out they use Lottie files. And there's a nice CocoaPods package that you can include into your app project that enables you to do a lot with Lottie animations. So that was interesting to learn. I checked out, on that note, I checked out the most popular CocoaPod packages and there are just like kind of, kind of a whole world of packages there that can make various different things a lot easier or even fully change the way that you build apps like um, reactive app programming for example is one rx rx swift is a very popular package and um, that's about yeah that's about it on the on the architecture side of things i <laughs> i also watched some benchmark tests for the new m1 pros and m1 maxes which are really interesting 
it looks to me so i've i've sort of said this to a few friends i was like oh maybe gaming is going to come to the mac now and i had a friend say back to me like oh no macs have never been gaming machines so not going to happen but it looks like the the m1 pro uh, sorry sorry the m1 max with 32 gigabytes uh, sorry 32 graphics gpu cores is pretty good at triple a title gaming and especially so that the benchmarks have been compared against windows dedicated gaming laptops that are running the games kind of natively on windows using dedicated graphics card usually around like 165 watts of power going through the going through the gpu versus the m m1 max and they are performing at a higher frame rate because dedicated GPU and so much power, it's kind of tough to beat that maximum level of performance. But the M1 Max, off power, off battery, sorry, sorry, on battery, gets exactly the same performance as it gets while being plugged in. Whereas these other laptops, they essentially you need to have them plugged into the power if you want to be running like those frame rates. Plus they generate a lot more heat, a lot more fan noise, um, so it's really interesting to see. Uh, I think that gaming might actually be coming to the Max, to the M1 Max uh, in the future. And that, that will be, um, yeah, interesting to see. I, I, like, I like following along with what's happening in gaming land, even though I don't play games at all anymore. I have it as a pipe dream that one day, one day, I will have all my shit together so good that I'll have some time to play some games. <laughs> um, other than that, I also checked out Dylan's new villa today and it's a super, super nice, nice villa. It's kind of like a hotel meets mansion, like very luxury, like two story, super high ceilings on both stories, like pillars and stuff like that, arch, arched windows and doorways. And yeah, very, very, very nice place. And, and that's going to be the new office and workspace as we start really getting into into the app development. Dylan has been busy sort of sorting out the paperwork for acquiring this this villa and uh, I've also been busy just with the podcast and with a bunch of other personal things going on in my life. So we haven't fully got into a solid work routine yet, but that will come in the in the coming weeks. And I chilled out and relaxed a bit with Dylan today. So I still got a bit done and still got a bit of chill time. It was a pretty nice balanced day for me today. So that's it for today, day 87. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.